The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We have a, a great show as always. I am located in Orlando for a really cool event. It's called 4% Conference and it's uh, dynamic leaders, authors, and speakers sharing the secret sauce of how to be in the top 4%, how to create abundance, and to really kind of hack the system. So I was out here with Dave Van Hoos and Speaking Empire, Dustin Matthews, who we just had as a guest last week, and they have an event, Amplify, next week, which really teaches uh, people how to amplify their message on stage and how to really be, be dynamic and uh, convert and entertain at the same time. So we have a couple guests today. I met uh, one of the guests recently at Secret Knock uh, with Greg Reed, and uh, within a day of knowing him, found out he was going to Paris. And next thing we know, uh, one of our photographers, Terry Brennan, gets to go with him on an international trip, and so we were excited about that. He'll be coming on the show in about 15 minutes, and... We are excited to bring Chris on. Chris has um, got a real connection to the millennial scene as well as happiness, and those are two topics we love to talk about and to amplify. So, Gita, how are you doing? I understand you've been in the third world without any power or Internet, um, no, no plates, no knives, nothing. How would you survive? <laughs> well, I survived without you, Ken. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for asking that. And yes, I'm going to introduce our dear first guest for today, Chris Bush. And Chris is a passionate expert on millennials' happiness and engagement at work and in life. He's called the Malcolm Gladwell of happiness. He is the key keynote speaker, meditation trainer, and best-selling author, and also an amazing person. So a big warm welcome to Chris Good uh, How are you doing? Thank you so How much you doing, for having Chris? Me. Thrilled to be here. Welcome to the show. You have a deep voice. Thank you. Yeah, I've got a little radio experience, just like you. I, I hosted a. I'm not making this up. I hosted a heavy metal radio show in college. I uh, I went by DJ Rage, so I've done the whole spectrum. I've done DJ Rage and Malcolm Gladwell of Happiness. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a spectrum, isn't it? Oh yeah. You know that uh, Sharon Frame, who is the one who actually referred and recommended you for this show, she's uh, completely obsessed with Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, we have talked about him at length. Um, big fan. But actually, my favorite yeah, book is has nothing met to do with happiness. Uh, I've met, met him personally, no. And what was he like? No, I have not met him personally. Just a big fan. Okay. I'd like to re- then I'd like to retract that question. I'm not going to ask you what he was like. I'll ask you instead... Uh, what books you've read of his and how they've changed your life? 
Well, I think my favorite book of his is Blink, because one thing that I really struggled with uh, growing up, I think it, maybe it's my German heritage, I needed to know 100% of the facts before I made any decisions. I didn't make everything absolutely perfect. Um, but what Blink is about is it's about uh, the value in trusting your instincts. Once you're about 80% sure and you go for it, that's about the sweet spot. That's when you'll really get to, um, that's when you'll, you, you'll be right most of the time. Uh, you'll be right enough of the time that you'll, you won't lose the opportunity cost. If that makes sense. Well, if I recall from Blink, it's that you know within a millisecond whether something's off or not. It just doesn't, it doesn't ring clear or make sense. Yeah, and then he goes into detail about you know what percentage uh, the time you're right. I sort of call it's about eighty percent, but it's it's all about how you if you have that gut feeling, follow it, and your life is short. Very cool. And you have a book too. You're an author. I do. I am. I um, wrote a book called The Millennials' Guide to Making Happiness. I took the best of the positive psychology world meshed in some funny stories from millennials and swamis and monks and wisdom from people way smarter than me and put it together in a 200-page book that's all, it's everything that a young person should understand about positive psychology to begin building a happy life in their 20s using science and not pills. And you were able to borrow a lot from your heavy metal experience too, I'm guessing, with Rage? Exactly. It's mostly made of heavy metal lyrics. <laughs> did, you, did you know that we just covered the Next Gen Summit? It's a millennial summit for uh, just all the, the trendsetters, jet setters, the, the people that are just massive influencers in the millennial scene. Uh, no, I was not aware of that. Well, I, I'm sharing that because I think you belong at that conference, uh, you know, possibly as a speaker, but I'll, I'll introduce you to Justin Lapithin and his partner uh, after the show, and we'll get you connected because they, they, they might be doing uh, two events a year because demand is starting to get there. But I think that'll change your life, and I think uh, your message would resonate a lot with what they're, what they're looking for. Well, thank you very much. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, there's so many fantastic conferences, opportunities. There's a big zeitgeist and, uh, around millennials, and what I think is good is that it's, it's slowly... I think the bridge of millennials maturing, the bridge is tightening between, or it's, uh, there's a bridge being created between the boomers and the millennials where we're getting more of a say, and I think we're kind of turning our way. Um, and the more that the baby boomers and millennials communicate, more magical things happen because we are, we come with the most education, the most, the widest global perspectives, and the uh, internet savvy of the future. The baby boomers have the experience and the wisdom. When you combine those, we absolutely can change the world together. The challenge that I'm now solving is that that, that uh, bridge hasn't quite been made yet. So I'm a, a big um, uh, advocate of bringing the baby boomers and millennials together in any way I can. Well, I agree with you, and I'm glad that's your mission. I, I am very honored to be invited to the Next Gen Summit because if it's a millennial event, uh, me being in my fifties, uh, it's kind of a an honor to serve that market. That, that, but they say I have a millennial mindset, so I consider that the ultimate compliment that I'm able to um, not only communicate and um, serve them, but also collaborate with them. So I, I agree with you. And I, my business, and I think any business, thrives when you're mixing uh, millennials and any generation for that matter, because you're getting the different mindsets, you're getting the different strategies, and 
I think in a way you're getting the, the new perspective of, of how to hack and make something bigger and better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, my approach to the whole millennial zeitgeist is there are a lot of millennial experts out there that I would call charlatans because uh, they, they come in at the angle of here's how to modify or change your business based on this one very specific demographic. And there are two problems with that. First, the millennials don't appreciate being treated differently. And second, nobody else appreciates the youngest people being treated or getting special treatment. I mean, what was the last time a workforce came forward or a CEO came forward and said, yeah, we were really struggling, Ken, but once we started treating one specific demographic completely differently, everything came together. Or what was the last time the baby boomers said, oh, yeah, work was really tough, but then they started giving the millennials special treatment, and now us and the Gen Xers feel so much better. So, <laughs> those, are, those are great points. I've never heard it, heard it put that way, but that's very logical and uh, certainly an argument why that wouldn't work. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious about your, uh, the history of where you came from to uh, want to write a book, especially a 200-page book. So yeah. share your story about how you came into that book and why it was so important. Yeah, absolutely. So my journey started, I was at, um, I was working at Epic, it's a project management, uh, or it's a healthcare IT firm, very big, very successful, thank the Microsoft of healthcare, based out of Madison, Wisconsin, working for them, making great money uh, as a millennial, as a 23-year-old, uh, great friends, loving family, cool car, cool apartment, living the American dream, right? So it came as a bit of a shock to me when I was diagnosed with acute clinical depression, uh, man, I'm really doing something completely wrong here. So I knew the first major milestone in my journey was when I was in my psychiatrist's office, and he cut me off mid-sentence to write me a prescription. And I thought, well, this seems so temporary. The, the solution that society is giving me and tens of millions of my fellow young people is not going to work. It doesn't work. It's temporary. When you When you break your leg and you need to go in for surgery... They give you anesthetic first, and then a surgeon comes in, and they make you all better. With mental health, it's different. You, they give you anesthetic in the form of Wellbutrin, like I got, but then no surgeon ever comes. You're just on this mental anesthetic indefinitely, and it's scary. So I thought to myself, there's no solution here. I need to be the mechanic of my own happiness. It was like I, I'd been, I pulled over on the side of the road of life, opened my hood, and all the steam came out, and I went, oh, man. No AAA ever came. So rather than stand there and take drugs, I thought, why don't I train myself to be the mechanic of my own happiness, study positive psychology, and cut all the fluff out of my life, all the Netflix, the Xbox, the Doritos, cut that out, study what the scientists are saying about my diagnosis, how to build happiness, spirituality, yoga, meditation, all that plays into it. Focus on relationships. That's what Harvard found. It's the number one indicator of life satisfaction, your relationship. Built my life around this happiness research from the past five years and went from the lowest point of my life to the happiest in about five months. And, but I wasn't done there because while I had gotten my, my engine, my mental engine, and I got my car back on the road of life, I realized that millions of other millennials were all breaking down too right around my age. So I decided to become the AAA of happiness so I could help as many people as I could. And that was what inspired me to write the book. That's, that's excellent. So tell me some of the secrets of what you would share with a millennial so that they could actually overcome this. 
Absolutely. So the number one thing to understand is that happiness comes from two different places. The first is called pleasure. The second is called true happiness. They've got a few different terms in the positive psychology community, but those are the two most popular. So uh, two sources, happiness, uh, true happiness and pleasure. A pleasure is something that brings you temporary good feelings, like a Coca-Cola, a bacon burger, a Netflix TV show. Things make you feel good in the moment, but they never last. They last 15 minutes. True happiness is something that builds and fulfills you and leads towards long-term happiness. It has a residual effect. A great example of a source of true happiness is a healthy, friendly relationship or a learning opportunity or travel or a healthy work-life balance. Um, So life is about ensuring that you build enough true happiness into your mental diet and minimizing the pleasure. So I like to think of pleasures as the French fries of life, whereas the true happiness is the chicken and broccoli. When we're kids, we love to eat French fries. They're so delicious. But parents tell us, I can't just eat French fries all the time, so we don't. Tell us we feel sick if we do. Our body tells us to stop doing it. And we have to balance it with some chicken and broccoli. But when it comes to mental health, nobody ever tells you, to stop eating French fries, and it it comes down to our own um, volition to balance our mental diet with that chicken and broccoli, the stuff that'll fulfill us, the relationships, learning, passions, things like that. So my tip for the millennials is understand that difference and make sure your life isn't just built around that temporary stuff, because that's how you slip into depression. That's what happened to me. Be sure that you've got that mental nutrition in your diet. So I wanted to ask you, um, with regard to your book being 200 pages, does that hinder people to pick it up and read it? Because I've been going to book conferences, and they say that over 100 pages is typically kind of, uh, it it pushes the buyer back and intimidates them from a long read. So has that affected you at all? Uh, No, not at all. I think uh, the original book was 550 pages. Um, Jiminy Christmas. But, uh, sorry? Jiminy Christmas. That's that's almost my cuss word for <laughs> holy cow. Yeah, exactly. So I chop it up. Uh, volume two, uh, I chopped it into two volumes. Volume two will come probably next year. Um, I just have to update some data in it. And I found 200 pages to be a really nice sweet spot because it's got some heft to it. It looks very legitimate. It doesn't look like a thin... Uh, half-baked business book, somebody just fired out that may or may not have quality issues. Uh, people feel it. It feels hefty. It's got good data. The spine is wide. Uh, it shows this really pretty, creamy, yellow color. It's got a big smile on the front. Uh, so, no, in terms of length, I haven't had any issues with that. Well, that's uh, great news, and I'm glad to hear you're succeeding with it. Uh, what is your next step? My next step is the next... Um, problem that I'm solving and is bridging millennials and baby boomers back together in the workforce because again we have two generations, two amazing generations in the workforce right now Gen Xers included of course uh, we've got the wisdom of the old souls who built the modern industry as we know it and we've got this globalized extremely well educated generation showing up with completely different ideas and a changed mindset And there are companies in the world where there's complete harmony between the generations. Uh, The big four consultancies are examples of those. Bain, McKinsey, Deloitte, uh, BCG. Things work fabulously there, and they're taking over the world. 
Epic is another great example, my former employer. But there's, uh, there's still a challenge in a lot of workforces where millennials and baby boomers just aren't listening to each other. So my next step as a public speaker and an author is I'm co-authoring a book with Jim Beach, who's the author of School for Startups. And mm-hmm. we're writing a book all about how the fundamental misunderstanding between the millennials and baby boomers is that millennials don't need or want any special treatment. We just tend to value best practices uh, to, to a degree that where if we don't see them, we quit. That's why we're quitting. So the book is all about how business owners of any size can implement very simple, quick strategies that will primarily just improve their business operations, make their workforce a lot happier, but naturally attract all generations and especially millennials. You know, I wouldn't really refer to it as quitting. I've, I've heard millennials say that uh, a promise was broken or an expectation that was uh, made wasn't delivered uh, on time. There was integrity issues basically on the employer's part. So the millennial said, I can create my own integrity or find integrity elsewhere. And so they, they left. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really fault that uh, at all. So I want yeah. to give an opportunity for our audience to purchase your book. Where can they get it? Yeah, I appreciate that. So you can uh, purchase signed copies of the book at my website, chrisbush, C-H-R-I-S-B-U-T-F-C-H dot com. Or you can also buy a Kindle or regular paperback copy on Amazon. If you just search Millennial Making Happiness, you'll, you'll find it. It's got a big smiley face on the front. And I'd love to send you a copy. Well, I would like to send you a couple copies of my happy books. The Keep Smiling book is a book that you belong in. Where are you located? I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. My gosh, I'm in Orlando. I feel like just flying over to Atlanta, seeing you, giving you a hug, and then flying back to D.C. But I go to Atlanta on a regular basis. I guess that's one of the reasons you know Sharon. Do you know, uh, do you know Dwayne Cummings? I do know Dwayne. The name instantly rings a bell. I haven't seen Dwayne in a while. He's a... Uh, He's one of the people that actually organizes the LeaderCast experience uh, that happened, I guess, a couple months ago, and okay, I had an opportunity to, to go to that. Found so had there. I known about you then, I would have uh, certainly wanted to meet you then, but uh, Sharon Frame is awesome for introducing you to Amplified and uh, to, me, uh, to me personally, so I'm excited to know you virtually and uh, the fact that I got to Amplify you. I do want you to stay on the air because Sasha may have some questions for you, especially since there's a a common bridge theme here. So uh, I'm going to turn this over to Gita for a second, let her introduce Sashin, and then if you'd like to go on mute, uh, we'll, we're going to bring you back in on the, on the call, uh, especially since Sashin is going to probably have some comments. Gita, go ahead. Absolutely. Sachin Chaudhary is the founder of Trust Circle, a digital health startup that utilizes mobile technology to make mental health care accessible and affordable. Trust Circle has been recognized by the Mental Health Innovation Network as an innovation in global mental health, and it's become the first mental health app in Africa. It's such an honor to have you here, Sachin. Big warm welcome to you, Sachin. Thank you, Gita, Ken, and the entire Voice America team. Happy to be on the show. We are so happy to have you on the show. It's, it's been a, a pretty cool roller coaster ride we've been on for the last two or three weeks. I'm so excited that I yeah. went to Secret Knock and met you, and what a, what a thrill it is to meet someone who's playing such a big game in life. Oh, thank you. I'm just following my footsteps that, that are dictated by 
you know, my heart. So that, that's so about it. You, I'm pouring my heart out. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. So what do you think about our first guest, Chris? Oh, he's been amazing. So I really loved, Chris, when you said that I am a mechanic of my life, especially the mental health. You actually pulled over on the side road of life, opened up your hood, team came out. That was so visual. Yes, we all need to do that. And if we can all have the courage to do so, I think people will be more self-aware and mental health will become not an alien topic with everyone around the world. So thank you so much for sharing your insights. Well, we brought you in a little earlier in this first segment because when uh, Joyce uh, saw Joyce White Nelson saw the common theme, we felt it would be a nicer volley if we brought you in early and let Chris hear your story. And then the end of the show, we're going to give an opportunity to do a rapid-fire questions where you guys can even ask a couple questions to each other. So I wanted to, for Chris's benefit and our audience's benefit, since I've heard your amazing story, um, if you could just keep it to a reasonable length of three or four minutes, I, I want to ask a lot of other questions, but I want Chris to get a background of, of who you are and why you're doing what you do. Thank you, Ken. Um, so this is Sachin Chaudhary, founder CEO of Trust Circle. I am also a global advisor at Movement for Global Mental Health for 2017 and 2020. My story goes like this. Brilliant brother was diagnosed with schizophrenia at the age 12. He was top of his ranks, but that day changed our life when he got bullied in school, and us as family members were not able to understand his emotions. We got him to the primary care physician who referred us to psychologists and psychiatrists. In a matter of three weeks, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Now, this happy-go-lucky boy did not understand where in the world he should go to take help or get help. And we as family members were in the black hole. Nobody was around us who could help us at that time. We did not find the right proactive help from the medical side, neither the social side. So all we got was when we were waiting at the doctor's office and in the waiting room where thousands of others were waiting in India, that was the time when I really got connected to people who were in my shoes. So I started exchanging phone numbers, emails, and that became the ray of hope. Now, this is exactly what I'm doing with Trust Circle. I uncovered that there is no mental health care, not only just in India, but globally. One in four will suffer from mental health care or neurological disorders as the World Health Organization. Almost one billion individuals are suffering right now, today. These are patients who are suffering from mental health issues, and these are rising exponentially. So we are sitting on a ticking time bomb. If you really think about this, we need to act now. We need to act with urgency, and we need to make sure that the world steps up and pays attention to this highly undeserved and highly ignored area, which is the mental health care gap. So my personal adversity became the guiding light for me, and I turned it around into an opportunity because I know I could easily slip down the path, but I did not choose to go down. I chose to stand my ground, and I chose to fight for it, and I chose to share this with the world, the people who are on the mental health issue spectrum are human beings. They deserve respect, and we all can change together this huge mental health care gap and bridge it. So that's who I am, Ken. Beautiful. I'm very inspired and touched. If you would please repeat the numbers again, the statistics again of who 
how many physicians there are and how many people are affected by mental health? Absolutely. So, as per the World Health Organization, one in four will suffer from mental health or neurological disorders. We are almost over 7 billion now, so you can imagine how many are impacted by this with 25% of the world's population. If you add one or two caregivers to each of these individuals suffering from mental health issues, we're talking about 75%. So, three in four are really suffering and are needing help. As of today, 615 million individuals suffer from depression and anxiety alone. In fact, this year, World Health Organization declared depression as the leading cause of physical or mental disability, surpassing every other health issue. And this is just a common mental health kit disorder. Add, you know, severe mental health care disorders such as schizophrenia, bipolar, dementia, Alzheimer's, the number of patients easily touch a billion. And six billion is the global projected cost to 2030. And I know a lot of these, this information is being recorded and, and documented so that you can share this with the world in an upcoming book. So we're excited to be yeah. working with you on that, uh, as Joyce had shared. Um, what, are, yeah. what are some of the uh, first steps everyone can take? Right. So the first steps that everyone should take is to understand that brain is the physical organ in our body. If brain is the physical organ in our body, and I ask everyone this question wherever I do go, and everybody says yes, and they feel like, what a silly question, right? But then I ask, then if brain is a physical health, physical organ in our body, then why brain health issues are not considered physical health issues? And everybody goes quiet. And they say, yeah, that's right. Because we want to make sure that brain is considered a physical organ in our body, and then, therefore, we are responsible to take care of, of this, right? So physical health issues are nothing but the state of your mental well-being. If, you're, if you have mental well-being, you probably will never have physical health issues. So the first thing that individuals should take, the first step they should take is they should start taking care of their mental health right away. And prevention is the, is the, is the only way as Chris mentioned, is the only way when you take a first step towards understanding that your mental health is important. You start taking proper diet. You start taking care of those preventative tools, which Trust Circle now offers completely free, completely anonymously. Individuals right now can go on trustcircle.co. They can click on mental health screening tests, and they can understand whether they're going through depression, stress, anxiety, or whatnot. We should do that right away so that we understand that we are absolutely fine because we go with our mental health issues up and down daily. Just like we measure our weight, we should be checking ourselves for our mental health. Well, can you address the gap in treatment globally? Uh, I'm sure this gap has a lot to do with the crisis. Yes, yes. So there is a huge gap. We... And humans, you know, the experts are so limited. If I give you numbers, Kenya, for example, country in Africa, there are 50 million total population. There are 12 million, one in four in Kenya, suffering from mental health issues and the number of psychiatrists is 88. Take India, 150 million individuals suffer from mental health issues. Number of psychiatrists, 6,000. There are 
zero or less than one psychiatrist per hundred thousand people all over the world, fifty percent of the world is not having zero or less than one psychiatrist. So this is per World Health Organization. So when half of the world does not even have a psychiatrist, that's how black and white this is. That's how huge this mental health care gap is. So we have to leverage alternative solutions or creative solutions where we all come together and we all make sure that learnings across boundaries, across geographies are shared. And that's what Trust Circle does. We allow individuals right now, anywhere in the world, to access our screening health tools, which are clinically validated, anytime, anywhere, any device, completely anonymous, completely secure, and completely free. So that people do not break. reach that tipping point. Sasha, we're going to go to break uh, right now. Can you just tell people how to follow you, uh, our, the Trust Circle, how to find you? Yes. So we can be followed up on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and just search for Trust Circle CO, you will find us. If you go to Twitter, just you know, enter Trust Circle, you'll find us. Go to www.trustcircle.co, and you'll be able to reach out to us on all channels. Great. We're going to come back in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. How is your company's marketing plan? Could it use a little help? For most businesses, the answer is yes. Tune in each week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Host Janet Kunst and her guests will show you how and where to bring your marketing to the next level. Each show will feature action strategies that you can implement right away and see results. We'll make this easy for you. Start by tuning in every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How is your business running? It should be running smoothly with nary a hiccup, like a finely tuned machine. But if you're like most businesses, yours may be running nowhere close to that. Listen for Operationally Speaking with your host, Sergio Samel. Our program will help you to run your entrepreneurial business easier, better, with less frustration. And by running it well, you're sure to be poised for faster growth. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back to the second half. We are excited to have Sasha and Chris on the show. We want to make sure everybody knows that we have a Facebook page called Amplified with Ken Roshan. If you go on Facebook, Amplified with Ken Roshan, and share questions you have, we will make sure that the questions either get answered on the show live or that we uh, spin those questions over to our guests so they can get the answers on the comment section of our Facebook page. So, Sasha, you were just at an event, and before we go into that event, I forgot to mention that you met Greg Reed at the United Nations, which is the reason that I met you. Is that correct? Right. Absolutely. What were you doing at the United Nations? Uh, Yeah, so um, not many know in this world that the United Nations, for the first time in human history, came up with the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. Goal number three is health, which is to reduce chronic illness burden from the world by one-third. And goal number 3.4 is to make sure there is mental health and well-being for all, which is such a proud moment because United Nations now recognize mental health in their sustainable development goals. So Trust Circle, since, is focused on mental health and making it affordable and accessible. We got on their radar and we were invited to make sure that we can connect the dots with other amazing organizations all over the world so that they can see through our technology and how their impact on the ground can be amplified through Trust Circle Innovation, which is why we are in Africa, which is why an organization in Africa called Psychiatric Disability Organization has partnered with us and plans on to take our innovation to over 12 million individuals in the next three years. So that's where I I and Greg met. Greg was a speaker out there, and he and I resonated we just connected, and he invited me to Secret Knock, where you and I got connected. And he wasn't only a speaker. Uh, Ryan Long had nominated him for a Peace uh, Award, and so he was being acknowledged yes. for that. I don't, I don't know the specific yes. award he got, but it was it was something in that realm. Uh, was that correct? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. he was out there getting that award, met you, and invited you to Secret Knock, and I I share this story because I'm always amazed that when we leave our comfort zone of our home, our community, our daily routine, and we get on a plane and we go to see, experience, and be inspired by something completely new, it has a ripple effect on our our life. And I, I, I remember when we were at the event, I was very glued to serving Greg Reed, and you kept patiently saying, when are you available to talk? And I knew that you were a person that was just extremely serious on a mission, so I was excited to talk to you when we finally did, but I was blown away when you shared your story, and so that turned into literally the next day you're going to, next week you're going to Paris, and Terry yeah. going with you. So talk about that experience. What did you do in Paris? Absolutely. So, yeah, life, you know, happens when you're planning something, right? We all say that, and that is actually something that I am experiencing while I'm on this journey. So Greg inspired me at United Nations. I reached out to him. He became my mentor, and he resonated. He invited me to Secret Knot. I met you, and therefore, Terry was one in a beautiful soul. You brought me 
you brought him into my life. So when you and I were talking that I'm going to Paris on this, you know, where I'm speaking at Digital International Digital Health Congress, you wanted to amplify, you, you know, Trust Circle's mission, and you recommended that you know Terry should be part of this mission, and you sh- you should make sure that the world knows how good of a work you're doing selflessly. And Terry, you know, in no time jumped onto this and wanted to be part of this. So we spent almost four days out there in Paris, and I had an opportunity to, um, you know, be on the stage, share our mission with the Digital Health Congress team where innovators and leaders all over the world come together and talk about how to improve the world and make a difference in the world in the healthcare space. And it was it was an honor. And um, when, when everybody in, in that uh, space recognized our mission and awarded us with the first prize of a global, you know, innovation that will make a change in mental health care. And Terry was there to experience it, which was so beautiful because I was, you know, I had my buddy with me who can actually, you know, share the and cherish the memories we brought back from Paris. And I understand you have to speak four times. Uh, three times, yeah. Three times, okay. And, and you were awarded, if I recall. Yes, we we were awarded the first prize in the global, um, uh, you know, app, global mobile application making a change in the mental health care space. Yes. And then you invited me just last week to a, an event, and uh, Frank Shankwitz was yeah. uh, there. Share, share that event. Yes. So um, while I was at Secret Knock in L.A., Frank and I got resonated, and Frank, you know, after hearing my story was able to resonate so very well because he himself has been a PTSD survivor. He understands the pain an individual or a soul goes through when they are on a mental health spectrum. He told me, Sachin, this is not your mission. This is my mission. I'm on board and tell me what I need to do. I, all I asked from him was that give me a voice, give me you know, your blessings. And he was right on. He said, I'm going to give everything that I've got to make sure that this mission is successful and reaches millions. And therefore, he's shown immense you know, blessings and support, which we are so honored. And this last week, I was invited to a conference in L.A. called Spirit Summit, where Frank Shankwitz was awarded as an invincible warrior. So when, when we look at that, you know, we are... Under the umbrella, under the blessings of Mr. Frank Shankwitz, founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation, when we see that we are being blessed by individuals such as, you know, um, Mr. Tonino Lamborghini and yourself, you know, Joyce, Gita, everybody around us, when they get connected with us, they want to open up their world. And that's where, you know, things change. So when Frank Shankwitz and I met at um, Spirit Summit in L.A., he opened up and cre- gave me so many opportunities that I now have to knock on. So this is an ongoing journey, and I think we are together in it, and it just not takes a village but villages to make a difference. And Mr. Frank Shankwitz on Trust Circle as a brand ambassador is a big thing for the entire team. And that award um, was the Invincible Warrior Award, and that's uh, honoring uh, Steve Jennings' journey, correct? Yes, yes, exactly. And since... Uh, we lost um, such a warrior, um, Mr. Steve Jennings, and Mr. Frank Shankwitz was, you know, the one who could match the potential 
of Steve Jennings, and therefore, Frank Shankwitz received this award in his honor. Well, I'm getting chills right now because uh, I saw Steve Jennings just recently uh, back in February, and I took a picture yeah. of him holding the Keith Smiling card, and he's always been someone with such a, a beautiful spirit, and he yes. uh, was hit by a vehicle and had such traumatic uh, injuries to his head that yes. when they took him off life support, he wasn't able to survive. So I appreciate David Fagan specifically on uh, on Facebook making sure people were aware of the situation and were praying Absolutely. and really connecting to uh, Steve Jennings' family and, and the story. And then also right. having an event that actually bestowed this honor uh, to Frank. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting uh, degree of connection that all of us have right now because of this story. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of speechless right now because uh, I, I was just blown away because I was really uh, affected by Steve Jennings' accent. He, he really is a very powerful person, and he will be missed. Amazing, amazing Yes, person. absolutely. And, and I did not have an opportunity in my life to meet him in person, but I could actually feel it, that how right. many lives he's impacted. Well, Frank is uh, an ambassador for your press um, circle, is that correct? Yes. Uh, tell us about that. What is, how does one become an ambassador? Sure. So, for Trust Circle, the mission is so pure, so pious. We want to make sure that we touch 100 million lives in the next five years through our different product lines. And we are looking for individuals who have a global influence. Mr. Frank Shankwitz, if listeners don't know yet, has started a movement which is a legacy, wherein Make-A-Mivish Foundation has now, as of today, granted 415,000 wishes for kids, you know, as their last wishes. So such a profound impact in, over the world is, is, is so, you know, beautiful and so memorable and to, to generations to come. And such individuals, if they are connected and passionate about making a difference in this world and giving their blessings, Trust Circle mission is right for them because we are a dedicated team of individuals who is looking to raise its voice at a global level. And the individuals who have global influence, who are, you know, individuals with a heart of gold and who have a soul that really cares about others, we would love to talk to them. And they can just reach out to me at Sachin, S-A-C-H-I-N, at TrustCircle, T-R-U-S-T-C-I-R-C-L-E dot C-O, and I'll be happy to, you know, discuss and share our mission with anyone. So it takes a simple call, email, or anything by reaching out to our website or just via email, and we can discuss the possibilities ahead. It's as simple as that. Well, I want to get Chris back on the line. I think he's uh, been on hold and hearing the story and the, and the commentary. And uh, I, I think it's so important that you guys are on the phone together, not just because of the common theme, but because of the generation uh, compliment that you guys can make for each other. You're making connections in the world that it can be a pathway for Chris and what he, his book is about. And it could even be a part of what his second volume is about. And then he, of course, uh, is immersed in the technology. He's already done uh, the research that he can really help yeah. support your, your book and your legacy. So, Chris, are you, are you there? Yeah. I'm still here. Okay, great. Well, I want to give you an opportunity since uh, you went first and uh, Sasha was able to comment on uh, 
our, our interview. Did you have a question that you'd like to uh, ask Sasha? More of a comment. I was particularly struck by the uh, statistic you laid out that there's, I, I don't know if it was worldwide or just in India, that there's uh, one mental health expert or maybe specifically psychologist for every 100,000 people. And, That's global, um, Chris. Global, yeah. That really rang home for me because when I sensed that there was something up in my mental engine, it took me about two months to see uh, a mental health counselor. Now, in my case, I was more of like a, I was not a rushed job. I mean, I was still yeah. perfectly functional in society and was going to a job, right. making money, perfectly fine. But for a lot of kids out there, especially my age, who uh, really wait and then wait already in a deep growth of depression, uh, two yeah. months is way too long to wait. And that, that further adds to the panic. And Absolutely. Uh, that's why I'm glad that you are on the same warpath as me about empowering people of all ages and all demographics to um, right. understand that they're in, they can be more in charge of their own mental health. And there is there are some uh, homemade remedies for mental health before we have to rely on these professionals that are doing a fantastic job or just yeah. overwhelmed right now. Absolutely. In fact, my brother um, and our family, we had to wait three months to actually get to the first appointment. And this was when he was already you know, cross the tipping point. So imagine those individuals all over the world who do not have access to such professionals who are doing amazing work, but it's it's a sheer shortage of experts all over the world. And the only way that can, you know, be bridged is, is leveraging technology. And I'll be, and I would like to share here one quick thing is in, in the last three weeks since we launched our mHealth test product, you know, we are surprised now Without even any marketing, our product is now being accessed in 10 countries all over the world. In fact, every continent has now access to these mental health screening tools, which is such an amazing thing to learn about. Mm. And this is a matter of weeks uh, with zero marketing. I want to give some time for the rapid fire because we really are getting a little closer on the end of the show. And I wanted to acknowledge uh, Ida Christian for being our gratitude warrior and helping produce these shows, and Joyce White Nelson, who's our business strategist, who is the one who looks at how we complement two guests and bring a common theme together that turns into a relationship that sometimes lasts a lifetime or at least affects many, many people. So uh, we're going to bring them on the air at this time. I would like to uh, start off. I already asked you about um, Malcolm Gladwell and your favorite book, so I'm going to uh, ask Sasha uh, the, what his book is that changed his life. And then we're going to go to Gita asking a question, and Chris will answer first. Then it will be Sashin. Joyce will ask Chris, then Sashin will rotate around until we hear a buzzer that we have to sign off, and we're going to get our contact information for everybody. So, Sashin, what book do you recommend to people, or what book has absolutely changed your life? Yeah, this book is called Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramhansa Yogananda. This book is a book that I would highly recommend because... Imagine Christ, Buddha, or Krishna telling their life story in their own words. This is such a powerful book. And it is. people don't know that, Steve Jobs used to read this book every year. So right. this is such an amazing and powerful book. The second so book that has changed my life book. is Mother Teresa, Come Be My Light. Boy, I'll tell you, between Malcolm Gladwell's books and the book you just said, that is... That, those two books will serve you so well and balance your life. So that's awesome. You need to go ahead and ask your yes. questions. Hi, Chris. Uh, the question for you is, 
Who is your favorite mentor? Right now, I love my mentor, Jim Beach. Uh, he wouldn't call himself my mentor. In fact, he said, stop calling me that. I'm your friend. But he, he is my mentor, and uh, I'll do that to push his buttons. And Jim is special <laughs> because he speaks to mostly my German side. He's, he's known as the uh, Simon Cowell of startups. So he is very blunt and direct and exactly what my faults are. And for me, that's exactly how I like to receive feedback. So he's got... He's got the push and pull, the compassion, but also the drive to push me really hard to be the best I can possibly be. And I can't say a better mentor formula. And Sashin? Uh, there are many mentors in my life. The recent ones are Greg S. Reed and then Bernie Dorman, founder, CEO Space. We just met two days ago, and he just took me away on, on, a, on a ride where he showed me how, you know, what are the infinite possibilities of we are embarking on with this mission. And there are other mentors, you know, uh, that do not know me yet, and, uh, but I learned from them. That's Sir Richard Branson and um, also, um, you know, Mother Teresa. I, I consider her my mentor every step of the way. And uh, if you guys do not know Anil Gupta, we had him on the program about a month ago, and I think he would serve not only as mentors but also as a guiding light and a, and a friend in helping you get where you guys want to go. Uh, Joyce, go ahead with your question. Hi, guys. Um, so I'd like to know, who would you like to meet next? One name. Chris? And this, Joyce, Chris? this question is for? Chris. Uh, yeah, Chris, Chris is first. Oh, gosh, who would I like to meet next? Um, I'm going to say Tony Robbins. He's been a long-time inspiration of mine. Uh, I just love the awesome. way that he can control and command an audience. Cool. Mm-hmm. Fashion? The royal family. I want to make sure they see through this mission of Trust Circle and can share with the world. There are resources available that they can pick up and, you know, gain control of their mental health. They are very passionate about mental health. Royal family has stepped up and helped, you know, elevate this mission and create awareness. I really would love to meet them. Great. Very cool. Uh, with Father's Day just passing, uh, Chris, is there a, a shout-up you have for uh, a father figure um, that you'd like to make? Yeah, to my actual dad, because it's hard for... Uh, my granddad is a renowned cardiologist. My dad is a top commercial real estate lender in, in Atlanta. And it's hard for uh, a dad who's just paid for private school education for 12 years to hear his son call and say... Hey, Dad, I'm going to turn down my promotion to study happiness. I'm not really sure what that means, but I'm off to China. And for <laughs> him to give me the staggering level of support that he has emotionally uh, is something simply invaluable that I recognize a lot of sons don't get from their father. So a uh, big shout-out to you, Dad. And Sasha? Yeah. Um, I would like to bring in, um, you know, a warrior, um, you know, off my life, an individual who I admire and because of whom, you know, um, I exist. So my dad, Mr. Rakesh Chaudhary, he has been the primary caregiver um, throughout his life um, for his son, uh, my brother, Salil Chaudhary. And because he's such a fighter, he has given me that space to live my dream and to make sure, you know, we can, we can take this forward along with my wife, who, who wants this mission to be reaching new heights. So my father, if he was not there, 
I would have probably been in the black hole. But now because he takes care of this, I can take care of the mission that I am on. So big shout out to him. Well, uh, one time a year I get to thank my dad on this radio show. So I'm going to do the same. My dad is probably the only reason that uh, after my mom has passed that I'm able to pursue my dream and um, be able to produce a show like this to have friends like Joyce and Gita to help amplify people like yourself. So I acknowledge my dad for giving me that freedom to actually make a difference in the world. And I just wanted to give you both a chance to say again how people can follow you, reach to you. Uh, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, the best thing that I'd love to stay connected, you can find me on LinkedIn, Chris Bush, B-U-T-S-C-H. You'll know it's me because I've got smiley faces next to my name. And I'd love if you'd visit my website and just join my mailing list. I only email every couple months, but when I do, I keep it fun and interesting. I'd love to have you on it. Great. And Sasha? Yeah, people can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, just type in S-A-C-H-I-N, last name C-H-A-U-D-H-R-Y. They can also find on Twitter, Facebook, so, or they can go to www.trustcircle.co. And I want to thank my phenomenal team, Gita and Joyce, for being just an amazing source of uh, support as well as making sure that my brain is constantly operating during the show. So thank you guys for being an awesome team members. And uh, we have amplified two wonderful guests. We are so honored to have had you on the show. And we look forward to continuing supporting you and hearing how this connection the two of you have made uh, has changed your life. So have a great week, and we will be in touch. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.